Conference recording, press 1. Record is being recorded. Good morning and welcome to the Magellan Show. So glad that you're a part of our broadcast today on this Tuesday, the 17th day of November 2015. Lots and lots of rain coming down where I am. I hope the weather is better where you are, uh, but we thank you for joining us uh, nonetheless. We're broadcasting across the United States, Canada, and around the world. It is 11.05 a.m. on the East Coast, 8.05 a.m. on the West Coast. Our website, where you can connect to what we're doing be informed and, and connected on all the latest news, well, just go to that website, www.magellanshow.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Real Magellan, and you'll find all of the latest posts that we have, the tweets, et cetera, uh, that link to some important articles, news stories, and so on. So follow us. Follow us on Twitter, at Real Magellan, and you'll also find that our Twitter feed is integrated into our website as well, MagellanShow.com. Don't forget, you can email us, contact at MagellanShow.com if you want to say hello, have a question, maybe you'd like to be a sponsor of our program, advertise, whatever it may be, uh, you can definitely get in contact with us uh, through that format. So we've got a lot to talk about today. And we will get into all of that. Uh, we certainly will. Let me give you our number. This is our live number. You can listen in through the live number. You can also press 1, get into the queue, and get into the conversation. That's right. If you want to uh, maybe add something to our conversation, just press 1 once once you're connected. And I'll try to work you in if you would like. But that number is 646-929-0709. Again, that's 646-929-0709. And once you've done that, press 1 to get into the queue. If you have a question, comment, whatever it may be. We do have a live playback number. It's 712-775-7039. The access code is 327 Seven five six pound. Okay, so that's that. Uh, we thank all of you for listening. We we uh, we thank all those uh, out there that uh, are getting the word out about our program, word of mouth. Also, you know, just the websites that are posting our shows, like iqdcalls.com, podbay.fm, as well as many other websites around the world. So uh, thanks for that. We're on iTunes as well. Okay, so. Let's get down to business. We've got a lot to talk about today. I mean, I, I hope we can we can do this show justice uh, this morning. So much has happened since our last broadcast. You know, we're here Tuesdays and Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern. And since the Thursday broadcast, look look at what has happened. I mean, just just think about it. Uh, uh, Friday afternoon, I, uh, I I get the report uh, on on what took place in, in in Paris, France. And for those of you that follow us on Twitter, you you got that uh, that tweeted out uh, link, and we reported on it. We didn't do a, a show, but we did uh, at least uh, let you know about it on social media. Devastating situation, obviously. Uh, so sad, the loss of lives. And uh, there was one American among among the dead. Uh, the, the death toll numbers, uh, I know they were fluctuating, you know, between 128 and 158. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what that final number was, but hundreds of wounded. Horrible situation. Uh, I think it was the next day or the day after 
over the weekend, I believe it was the next day, when uh, Donald Trump was having a a rally in in Beaumont, Texas, he, he brought up the point, and, and I have to say, a valid point, whether you're a Trump supporter or not, uh, really, the issue is this. Uh, what would have happened? You know, whether you're for gun control or not, I, you know, a simple question. If there had been those in the audience with concealed-to-carry weapons, what would have happened? What would have happened? What would have happened had had that been the case? Well, we all have our opinions about that. Do you have an opinion on that? If you do, I'd like to hear about it. Uh, press 1 and let me know. Uh, but seriously, the lives lost Maybe that would have been a lesser number. Maybe instead of the you know the hundred plus people that died, maybe only a couple people would have died. Maybe maybe no one. But the whole idea of of carrying a weapon, it's been demonized by the left. Like like like, like how dare you even think that? And yet. And yet, what was it that finally took out those terrorists? Well, we know that it was the uh, the special forces or the police the the the, uh, the police that went in, the SWAT team that went in, and I'm sure they did a great job. But they used weapons to finally take out the terrorists. That's what they did. But the time that it took to safely go in there, during that time period, you know, lives were were, were lost. And it's no criticism of, of their police force at all. But, you know, you have to case the, the place out and, and it takes a little bit before you can get in there. But just what if a concert goer had already had a gun? Well, I tend to believe, this is my belief, that lives could have been saved. That lives could have been saved. And and, and it's so so frustrating when you hear the left talk about this, where they say, oh, well, but we just don't need them. But yet these same politicians around the world that say, oh, we don't, you know, you don't need guns that they are the same ones who have security details to protect them. And what do those security details hold in their hands and their pockets? Guns. You know, there are a lot of uh, tragic automobile accidents every single day. I would venture to say that, that every one of you listening the sound of my voice has probably known someone, whether a relative or a friend or an acquaintance, that died in, in, in a car wreck, fatal fatal car crash. It does happen, but we do not we do not ban automobiles. We still get in them every single day, knowing the risks, and, and the left wants to, I was watching the the debate. I don't know how many of you saw the Democratic debate uh, that was over the weekend. I got a chance to watch it. I DVR'd it. I didn't see it live, but I watched it. And uh, that way I could forward through the commercials and, uh, well, it just, you know, I wouldn't have to endure it as long. But I still wanted to see what they were talking about. And, you know, Hillary was, was giving all of these statistics on how many, uh, how many people, like, just within the last so many minutes or, like, like, in the last so many days died because of gun violence. And there is gun violence, absolutely. There are all forms of violence. 
And the countries that ban their citizens, their law-abiding citizens from having guns, seem to suffer a lot. They can't defend themselves when when uh, these kinds of, of uh, sad situations arise. And the crime, I, I mean, is it, it, higher in many respects. It is what it is. Take Iceland, for example, Switzerland, other countries that, that have or a high percentage of their population carry guns. Crime is virtually non-existent. Is there a connection? Is there a correlation there? I tend to believe that there is. Now, the left would say, oh, no, that, that, that doesn't make sense. But you decide. I, I, I tend to think that for those progressives, trendies, that would normally say, oh, I, I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I don't think that the average citizen, law-abiding citizen should have a gun. You know what? Something tells me that if any 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 single person had been in that concert hall or that restaurant or anywhere else for that matter where some of those attacks took place, I think if any person had had a gun, uh, I think they would have said, "Look, I'm glad I've got one." And and, and all this partisanship and and this uh, this progressive, so-called progressive way of thinking, I think would have just, like, went out the door. So that's my feeling about that. Uh, we've got, we're going to talk about, don't go anywhere. This is the Magellan Show, 646-929-0709. We're going to be talking about the refugee crisis. We're going to talk about a lot of things. What are some of the, what, what are some of the, of the governors saying in this country the governors are speaking out. Yesterday, <clears throat> so, you know, yesterday I I was looking on my phone and I noticed that state governors had said, we're not going to participate. We're not going to be a part of this, of this refugee situation. We're just not going to do it. Isn't that number began to rise. Then it was like, like then there were six, and then there were ten. Currently, and I, 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 I tweeted this this morning and put it on, on the news stream, on our Twitter feed. We're up to about, and you can see the map here. This is just something I retweeted from CNN, of all places. And right now, 27, and that number could be higher now, 27 states. Are you living in one of them? 27 states where its governors have said, in effect, no. No, we will not be a part of this. But I wish it were that simple, my friends. I really do. But you look at this at this map here, and, and now some, some states have, have not spoken. But you know that only... A handful, only a handful have said, yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll participate in this. Like uh, one, two, three, uh, four, five, six. Six states have said, six out of 50 have said, we'll take them. 27 have said, no, we will not. And then the remaining states have yet to speak. Is that enough? Well, obviously, first and foremost, I want to say that I take my hat off to these governors that have spoken out and at least expressed their their sentiment. Now, I know there may be some out there that, that would say this. Well, but... That Magellan, I thought you were a Christian. I thought you were this Bible-believing Christian that you know that uh, that talks about the Lord all the time. And and here you are. You're you're almost sounding cold. Where you're saying, 
No, I, no, no refugees. What's up with that? You know, I am all for compassion. I am all for reaching out to the less fortunate, doing it unto the least of these. And I realize that there are some legitimate cases within Syria where there are those that have been oppressed. I understand that. I also know that we have we have we have veterans within this country that served bravely for your freedom and mine in many of the wars, not just the recent wars in the Middle East, but in Korea and 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 and, and Vietnam and elsewhere. You know, in the Iraq, the Iraq War, Afghanistan, uh, all wars that are suffering from PTSD. Suicide is very high. That are not getting care that's appropriate that they need, not just for their emotional and mental needs, but also their physical ones. I mean, look at the controversy surrounding the VA right now. I mean, it, it's it's all over the news, mainstream news, and it has been for some for some time now, and and has even been a topic among uh, the 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 election uh, this 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 election cycle and and throughout this uh, this campaign. What about them? What about the homeless children in Appalachia? What about what about the uh, the already existing minorities that live in this country. You know, why don't address the needs here at home? But here's the other thing. We've always had we've always had an agreement with Cuba that said, you know, if you can get to the shores, that you know you can stay. But let's let's be honest. Let's be real. There is no way. Yes, there is something within our uh, within our uh, Judge Napolitano talked about on Fox News. I was watching this last night. He said, "Look, as courageous and noble as it is for these governors, some 27 governors already, to say no, we will not accept these refugees." He said, "Unfortunately, it's a federal issue, and because it's a federal issue." They cannot make such decisions that it would fall under the, the, the umbrella of the federal government. And with that, there is no limit. I want you to hear me today. When I say this, you know, you're, you're hearing numbers, uh, you know, 10,000, 85,000, 250,000, right? You've heard different numbers on the projected, uh, projected number of, of refugees that will be coming into this country. And if you didn't know it already, 10,000 10, have already come over the weekend. But we're just getting warmed up. 10,000. But, but they said that, that according to the way our law is structured, an unlimited amount could come. That that they don't that there doesn't have to be a cap on this. She could have millions, tens of millions. I mean, if Germany is taking what is Germany taking? A million? Something like that. And Germany is geographically a lot smaller than the United States of America. And their population is way less. So we could be looking at millions. Now here's the thing. Am I against Syrians? No, I'm not against Syrian people because they're they're Syrian. But the, but the issue is this: they have no way to to verify these people. Do you do you really believe that Syria <laughs> that Syria has a database? Syria is a blown up mess that has been taken over by Islamic extremists. People worry and stress out, you know, <laughs> about... Uh, remember after Katrina, 
for those living in neighboring states, there was a fear like, well, because these people just fled from Katrina, that they could be living near a sex offender or they could be living uh, near someone who might be dangerous. But at least at some point, you might could go back and find out who that person was. Maybe. There are no records. So when you have someone come in to this country as a quote-unquote refugee, and they may be a real refugee, you do not know whether they're coming from Syria, whether they're coming from Pakistan, Afghanistan, or any other place. You do not know whether they are a, uh, a person that has suffered greatly at the hand of persecution and are legitimately seeking asylum, or if they are if they are radical with 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 extremist leanings and they have an agenda and they have an agenda to wage holy war on this country. Yesterday, even the White House, even the White House said that we here in the United States are at a very dangerous place to be when it comes to the risk level, that the risk has never has never been higher in recent times for a possible terrorist attack. There was a video, a propaganda video that, video that came out threatening uh, action here at home. And when that happens, obviously the event in and of itself would be devastating, just like it was for the French. And I pray that it does not happen, that they are not successful, these demonic people that want to wreak havoc and spread spread evil. My prayer doesn't happen. But if it does happen, not only will the event or events be enough to have to deal with, but the aftermath to follow. And let me tell you what I'm talking about here. I, I, I want to I want to go now to something that was said, and I think this will certainly speak volumes about what I'm wanting to 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 get at here the after effect or what could happen. Brennan Brennan says this. Brennan, the CIA boss, uh, put it like this. He said, the Fourth Amendment will allow terrorists to attack America. Now, uh, let me just, for the, the the sake of of being informed, let's just refresh that. The Fourth Amendment. I want to I want to read this. Those of you that hear, the Fourth Amendment of the United States Constitution provides the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation. And it goes on, you know, and and, and we know, uh, let, me, uh, let me say this, we know that in any kind of, of search that you have to have a, a search warrant. That's the way it has always been within our Constitution. If there is a reasonable belief that someone has, has has committed a crime and they need to search the home, they have to have a search warrant that has been signed by a judge and there is a, a process, a legal process in order to do that. But after 9-11, we know what happened. It's, this is no secret, the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act allowed and has allowed the, the U.S., to be able to bypass certain aspects of the Constitution for the purpose of of finding terrorists. Now, look, 
Brennan is taking it one step further. He says, efforts to protect the Constitution may be fueled by our advocacy. He said, recent proposed NSA reforms and a return to the principles enshrined in the Constitution will make our ability collectively, internationally, to find these terrorists much more challenging. The CIA director mentioned the Islamic State, and he says this, I would anticipate that this is not the only operation ISIL has in the pipeline. Brennan said in remarks delivered at the Center for Strategic and International Studies, it's not going to, to contend itself with violence inside uh, of, of the Syrian and Iraqi borders. Brennan's comments follow the release of a video attributed to the Islamic State. And in that video, it says, we say to the states that take part in the Crusader campaign that, by God, you will have a day, God willing, like Francis, as, like Francis and by God, well, they're referring to Allah, as, um, as we struck France in, in the center of its abode in Paris, we swear that we will strike America at its center in Washington, and this was, uh, and, and there are reports that they're now threatening other other states. This is this is the kind of propaganda. That's what they said in that propaganda video. But again, the the CIA director is saying Fourth Amendment could kind of get in the way. Look, I'm all for defeating terrorism. I'm all for that. But at the same time, we must not lose our, our freedom. And our founding fathers said that, you know, you know, never, ever, ever give up your, your liberty for the promise of, uh, you know, uh, of, of security and safety. I forget which founder it was, but, but a famous quote there. But what happens when you have this kind of a action, that's what follows. We know that, that they implemented, a, to a certain extent, martial law within, within France. And when that happens, all your rights, out the door, out the window. They, they, they don't apply anymore. You know, search your home, do whatever they want. All for the greater good. And sometimes that's necessary, but the thing is, my friends, so much of the time, it is abused. And when we see what took place in France and the aftermath, and when we hear about these attacks that are what many are saying imminent based upon the intel, it is disturbing, and, and, and it, it, it shows us that, uh, that we are not as safe as we once were and that the laws that could follow such attacks could be, could be uh, very restrictive, to say the least. And of all times, Syria, the hotbed, the, the place where so much of this has happened, where ISIS really ha has kind of said, "Hey, this is our this is our base," even though they ha they have a worldwide network. The very same country. This is this is where we are we're getting these refugees right now, and no way to verify. And while we are a country that that wants to demonstrate compassion, and we've helped those who needed political asylum like we've done with so many uh, Cubans and others. And while we are a country that is known to do that, we also are, are a country that should, and first and foremost, maintain our obligation to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States and the citizens of this country. We face some real threats. And... My prayer is that the Lord 
would build a hedge of protection around all of us. Not to to frighten anyone, but these are the times in which we are living in. These are the times in which we are living in. 646-929-0709 is our number. Playback number 712-775-7039. Access code 327-756-POUND. will be available to you at the, at the end of this program and will continue to be available until the start of our next show on Thursday. Looking at some other news stories, Trump uh, is is wanting mosques uh, to be surveilled. This is really, uh, well, after the, uh, the 9-11 attacks, many mosques were surveilled and under surveillance. Uh, I believe that was under the uh, under the leadership of Rudy Giuliani, and of course that has changed now that now that there is a different leadership in uh, in New York City. But just so much happening. Uh, Anonymous, which is the uh, the network that uh, has been known to uh, to hack into uh, various computer networks. Sometimes they consider themselves, well, they're, how do you, how do you describe anonymous? Well, they kind of come off a little bit good, a little bit bad, but they are saying, because really the Islamic extremists have, have sadly used social media and the internet to promote their message. And Anonymous is a group of, of of computer geek hackers around the world that have successfully hacked into things that would shock most people. They're called hacktivists, not activists, but hacktivists. And they they're saying to to these terrorists, we declare total war on ISIS. And that's exactly what they're wanting to do by means of their their hacking ability. They say, we will hunt you down. Which, you know, makes me think about something else. You know, why is it that, that, that these terrorists have continued access to social media? Hmm? I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, it, it just, uh, it's like, what's up with that? What's up with that one? But... But Anonymous is speaking out on this, and they don't come out very often. But they are they are pledging that they will hunt down every single supporter of the jihadist group online. I mean, there are ways. Uh, our government has the ways to do that, you know. But Anonymous is saying, hey, we're going to do it. We are going to, to find these these folks. And uh, so, you know, take it for what you want. Vladimir Putin is saying that retribution is inevitable. He has vowed to punish, to find and punish culprits behind the uh, the, the downed Russian aircraft uh, over Sinai in Egypt. Also has, has said he will give 50 million dollar reward to anyone that uh, could bring the perpetrators of this crime to justice or have, have information leading to it. Uh, Vladimir Putin has also vowed to work with, uh, work closely with France to continue this and to, and to wage war against ISIS, and, and I would think that would include Syria. The United States has not. We we heard this yesterday uh, when President Obama was speaking at the uh, G20 summit in Turkey that uh, our strategy would not change, that we would, you know, that we would fine-tune it, but we would not change our strategy. That has uh, come to the 
disappointment of many. Many were hoping they would have heard a whole lot more than that. Henry Kissinger says that the West should work with Russia against ISIS. Three people arrested in Western Germany in connection with Paris attacks. Hmm. Yeah, Germany just, what, brought in a million uh, refugees? I mean, wow. You know, back to this whole story of, of the refugees coming into the United States. Uh, Sarah Palin says this, that our governors are our last line of defense against ISIS. You can check that article out. Just go to MagellanShow.com and, uh, or go to our Twitter feed at Real Magellan. You'll find that, that, uh, that retweet there. And I understand what, what Sarah Palin is saying. But again, unfortunately, and technically... According to Judge Napolitano, the law is on the side of the administration, on the federal government, that they have the right to overrule, as he understands it, and I hope he's wrong, but I don't think he is, that that the federal government has the right to overrule whatever the governors have said, of course. But it still makes a strong, and says a strong message that so many states, 27 already, have spoken out and said no. Now, speaking of those that are speaking out, let's talk about the speaker, the speaker of the House, the new speaker of the House, Paul Ryan. You remember Paul Ryan? He was the running mate to Mitt Romney in the uh, 2012 election process. But he is the Speaker of the House, of course, uh, replacing Boehner. And he is suggesting that uh, that U.S. lawmaker, he's, well, let's just get to the article. Let's go right to the article and, and get more, more information on this, on this story. This story will pull up. <laughs> Having some issues getting this, uh, getting this article to pull up. But Paul Ryan is saying that you know we need to take pawns here. We need to, to, to you know to do something because uh, it's getting out of control. So I, I hope that the third most powerful man in Washington D.C. will take a strong stand and will rally Congress. That he'll rally Congress to to take some steps because we are a three branched government. A lot of people don't think that. I know but we don't have a king. We have a judicial branch. We have an executive branch. And we have a legislative branch. We have all three. Congress has had a, a low approval rating. Let's see that approval rating come up. And let's see some backbone for once. Some leadership for once that says, hey, we represent, that's why they call it the U.S. House of representatives, my friends, because they are they are up there to represent the views and the will of their constituents, of, of, of the of the American people. That's the way that all of this that all of this works and, and all of the way that all of it should work. This is this is America and this is the process and we need to remember that. We need to not forget it either. That's what I feel. Right here, right now. In this turbulent time in which, in which we're living in. This is the Magellan Show, 646-929-0709. That's our live number. Playback number, 712-775-7039. Access code 327-756-POUND-1. 
don't forget uh, you can subscribe to our podcast for free if you've downloaded the iTunes app or if you already have it. Just type in the keywords Magellan Show and you'll find us. You'll find us on there. Uh, we are also, uh, well, we're also on a lot of other websites uh, as well. Don't forget about that. You can uh, find us on ikdcalls.com, also uh, podbay.fm, and a host of other websites as well that are getting the word out about our program, and we appreciate all those that do that. And we thank you, the listener, for doing that as well. So a lot of news happening right now. Very, very, very tense situation uh, in this country and around the world. To say the truth. So definitely uh, check out our website and our social media feed for all the latest news and information. Let's look at what the markets are doing at this moment. Uh, Checking out the the Dow, NYSC, uh, doing fine right at the moment. Uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average up 92 points to 17,575. The Nasdaq up 31 to 5,015. S&P 500 up 10 to 2,063. But what about precious metals? What's going on over there? To get the latest, let's zip on over to monex.com. Take a look at silver, platinum, palladium. It seems to me that the precious metals markets have kind of been holding. I mean, they go up a little bit, they go down a little bit, they go up a little bit, down a little bit. But I believe there's going to come a point to where you're going to see a, a breakout like you've never seen before. We'll just have to wait and see, but I believe that. Gold is down sixteen dollars to ten sixty seven. Platinum down eighteen to eight fifty three. Palladium is down six forty nine. But let's talk about silver. Silver is down eight cents to fourteen fourteen. Silver is becoming very attractive right now. Look at some of the charts on silver. Over the last 20 years, 10 years, 50 years, and you'll see that, and also you got to factor in inflation as well, okay? Because uh, you look at silver right now versus maybe a few years ago, and you can say, oh well, you know, what does all this mean? Well, you have to look at it based upon where the dollar was at the time. But silver, wow, unbelievable. The cryptocurrency Bitcoin has done remarkably well uh, in the last few days and weeks as compared to what it had been doing uh, months prior to that. Now, quite a way back, a couple of years ago, it was trading very high, but it was kind of a bubble there. But what's Bitcoin doing today? Let's take a look at it and see. Bitcoin, uh, the the leading cryptocurrency, the flagship cryptocurrency, holding steadily, uh, showing a lot of strength, fundamental strength, stability, as I see it. 331, I'm sorry, 336.1 to, um, is what it is, to, you know, the Bitcoin, the, the, the dollar uh, to Bitcoin, uh, exchange there, $336 to get one Bitcoin. So that's the value of Bitcoin right now. I think we'll see it steadily rise. It would not surprise me if Bitcoin didn't uh, hit 500 by sometime next year. Opinion. I could be wrong. Uh, we could see it hit 400 by the end of the year. But, you know, these, this is speculation. One of the great things about Bitcoin is that it's not tied to any central banking system. There's some negatives to that. Yes, of course. There are also some positives as well. Let's take a look at some of the 
currency markets, uh, the paper currency markets, uh, what's the euro doing right now in light of all that's been happening? Uh, well, just looking at the at the index, the euro dollar exchange rate, euro taking a bit of a, a beating. Uh, well, it is what it is. Dollar oh six. We haven't seen these levels. Uh, we haven't seen these levels probably, and I could be wrong. I, I, I don't even have time. I'm not even going to go through the charting of it. But we probably haven't seen the euro to this level since perhaps, oh, since maybe like the year 2002, 2003 maybe. It's been a while, and I could be wrong. I, I need to go and take a look at, at the charting, but it has been a very long time since we've seen these kinds of levels. Uh, part of that is due to dollar strength and also euro weakness. It kind of goes on both ends. Looking at the Middle East, the Middle East right now, uh, the Central Bank of Iraq, you know, a lot of things have been happening in Iraq. Eleven sixty six to the US dollar holding holding steady despite all of the turbulence in that region. And this is as of today, the seventeenth day of November two thousand fifteen. Eleven sixty six to the US dollar, twelve fifty to the euro, seventeen seventy one to the Great British pound. There have been some there have been discussions. I want to look at since we're on the Central Bank of Iraq, I want to look at the bank notes right now. Looking at the current bank notes, the highest bank note on the CBI is the 25,000 dinar note. And why am I talking about this? Some of you may be saying, uh, Magellan, isn't this uh, kind of old news? Don't we know that already? Bear with me here just a moment. Because sometimes we have to sift through what is fact and fiction, what is solid information and what might be just rumor or or hearsay. So is there a 50,000 dinar note? The answer is yes. There is a 50,000 dinar note. What does all of that mean? Now, I know it doesn't say it yet on the CBI, but there has been an announcement. If you go deeper into their if you go deeper into their website, it's not on the home page, but if you go deeper into it and you'll have to use uh, Google Translate to get more information on this, but it'll translate from Arabic to to English, and they have and they have issued a fifty thousand note. That is true. Are there exchanges that provide and offer the fifty thousand note? Well, yes, there are. Dinar Inc. is is one of them. There are others, and you can exchange them. Uh, the question is, you know, do you want to? That's up to you. I do want to say this, that I think sometimes within this community, we have to, we have to maintain a sense of, uh, of discipline, And what I mean by that is if Iraq in its banking system, central banking system, decides that it wants to strengthen the currency, it will do that. It will absolutely do that. Some have been floating rumors around that this 50,000 note means that it's going to RV tomorrow. And, you know, and all I'm saying is, you know, exercise caution. What I would submit to you is this. I would have preferred, even though we already have 
lower denominations. You know that the Central Bank of Iraq, if you look on that main main page, you'll find you'll find notes that go down as low as, as fifty dinars already. The highest note on that main display is twenty five thousand, but you go to another page within the CBI website. This is on the CBI, so this is not some hearsay blog. There is a fifty thousand note. And there are exchanges that are that that are making them available. You know, you can exchange your notes for them. So it's real. But the thing is, I would like to see these denominations get smaller, not larger. I would would prefer to have seen the elimination of the 25,000 note rather than adding a 50,000 note to where the highest note is cuz what is the lowest note what what what's the, lo- the 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 lower note after 25,000 it's the 10,000 I don't want to see these notes get larger. It's fine to have a 50,000 note. That's all I'm saying. We will just watch the situation and we'll see what happens. We will see what happens and believe that something good uh, can potentially come from it. We'll wait and see. We'll, we'll watch. We'll watch the situation. But I don't. I don't think you have to to have a 50,000 note uh, unless you just want them. If you do, go. I mean, great. Go get them. You know, we, this is a this is a definitely a fluid situation. Things are always changing, always changing in Iraq. So, you know, just wanted to say that. These days, it seems like that when I I sign off, it's just an explosive, just an explosive amount of. Of headlines. So before we go, I just want to make sure that nothing crazy is happening around the world at this moment. So we're just going to do a final uh, look through before we uh, before we say goodbye today. Big story. If you're at Fox, if you're at FoxNews.com. Should the U.S. take in Syrian refugees? They're already here, at least 2,000 resettled throughout the United States. As Congress and America's governors debate whether whether to allow more Syrian refugees into the country. So there, there's a lot to be thinking about. There's a lot to debate about. And there will be time... There will be time to do to do just that. Join us back here on Thursday, will you? And we will continue on with this conversation as well as other news stories that will be making headlines headlines at that point. We'll be back here on Thursday, eleven AM Eastern Time for another edition of the Magellan Show. Now, let me say a couple things before we go. December 1st, December 1st, we will be airing, broadcasting live, I should say, but it will be a very special show. It will be our 500th show. 500th show. We have been dedicated and committed to bringing you News that really matters. Where we talk about the latest out of Iraq, discussing the economy of Iraq without a spin, without hype, without, quite frankly, a bunch of lies. We discuss the situation in our country and around the world, how our freedoms are being eroded. We bring out several issues, lots of issues, that are important to all of us. This radio program, I believe, it's not because I'm broadcasting, you know, because there are many that could broadcast this program that uh, that have the same uh, set of, 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 of beliefs that I do, 
and could, could do a, a fine job, maybe even a better job. But I'm here, and I'm broadcasting. I'm consistently broadcasting. Tuesdays and Thursdays, 11 a.m., we broadcast, and, and we do a lot of things behind the scenes as well. We make this available to you live and on, also on demand through the telephone, through, uh, through, through, through the Internet, uh, through uh, the, the app on iTunes where you can just get on, on the iTunes uh, and, and, and listen that way. Many resources, the, 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 the news feed on our, web, on our webpage. And my, what I do, you know, some people say, I have people to ask, and they say, well, you know, you, you get on this program, and, uh, you know, what do you, how do you do it? You know, what, I, I have always, I've always, I've always loved news, and I've always loved radio, and I've always loved truth. When I was a young man, 14, 15, I had this, this, this dream or this vision of building a radio station, uh, a, a Christian-based radio station, you know, that, that would, uh, that, that would ha- have an impact. Of course, back in the early 1990s, that was a big deal. You know, it would have taken potentially, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars to put together a, a, a viable radio station, studio, tower, maintenance, and so on. And it never happened. But God's timing is always the best timing. It really is. He who began a good work and you will be faithful to complete it. That's what the Bible says. I'm paraphrasing, but it's true. And so when I began this program over two years ago, the Magellan Show, I didn't know how long this would go. I thought, well, maybe it would be just a, you know, a few weeks or or or, or a few months. I didn't know, but I just got on here, and and the technology and the ability to be able to broadcast via the internet became a reality, and had been for a while. And, and I decided it was time to take advantage of it. And I and I did and 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 I have. And we are making uh, a difference. We are we are encouraging people. We are we are sometimes uh, well. Sometimes we make we we may uh, just get too real at times. And I know it can be overwhelming. But the truth always sets you free. We know that. So we're able to broadcast to the internet, and it's incredible. And I love the fact that we can do it especially in the times in which we are living in. But here's the wonderful part about it. Not only, not only can we broadcast through the Internet, but you know the, the, the FM, AM, FM radio stations, those same stations that I used to, you know, to think about broadcasting through years ago by having my own station, we can still use that format as well. And we don't have to put up some big radio tower to do it. Because the podcasts that we already have that are made available through iTunes and, and so on and so forth can be used by radio stations to, that will carry our broadcasts. See, here's my vision. I've shared it with you before, but I really want you to, to, to think about this. This is the vision that I have. And I've said it many times before, but but I want to say it again. We've got the broadcasting right now. We're doing it already. And the radio stations, there have been some radio stations that have said to us, we have spots for you right now. We'll, we will take your podcast that you're doing already and we'll broadcast it in Kansas City on their AMFM station, 
We'll broadcast it in Los Angeles and cover most of Southern California. That will not in any way take away from the Internet broadcast. It will still be available. And we can reach out to other markets as well. And hopefully at some point uh, can be nationally syndicated. That is our goal. And to be a voice and to and to go all the way with this. And you, those of you that are listening, that listen to me and have been faithful to listen since the very beginning, you can be a part that vision where we grow. We don't do it all at once. We don't take Kansas City and Los Angeles and New York and Miami and and Dallas and, and do all these stations all at one time. It would be too much to take on. It would cost too much money at first. But as we jump on and, and, and take a station or two and begin to broadcast there and gain listeners, gain support, then we can gradually, incrementally grow into where we need to be and to be a voice of freedom, a beacon of hope, and to get the real information because I tell you, we are in an, in an information war. And you don't always hear the truth from the mainstream media. I mean, I'm thankful that that there are media outlets that are speaking out on a a number of topics. But sometimes they, you know, they don't always bring it out enough. So that's why we're here. So there are ways that you can help us reach some of our goals. If you have a business, a ministry, a product, whatever it may be, Many of you have those types of businesses and you want to get the word out to like-minded individuals, then you can join with me and that will help promote your vision of whatever business or ministry or or, uh, product, organization, whatever you have. It can build up your vision, but it also, you can join with us and we can build ministry, this, this organization's vision as well. And so you can become one of our sponsors and we will you know we will get the word out about what it is that you're doing and and what your business or ministry or product is all about. And so if you want to learn more about how that works, then simply go to uh, go to our website, MagellanShow.com. That's one way you can do it. And uh, and, and you can click on uh, our email link or just email us, contact at MagellanShow.com, and just connect with me and, and you know, leave your information. I'll call you and, and find out what it is that you're doing and how we can most effectively, you know, let others know about, about your business or your ministry or whatever it is. Now, there are some of you that, you, well, you, you don't uh, – you don't have a business and you don't have anything that you want to promote, but you believe in what we're doing. And you have listened to every show or most every show. And you know that, uh, that you, uh, you know that, 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 that giving to the right types of, of, of organizations and ministries and, 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 and companies never, never will fail you. So go to our website, MagellanShow.com, click on the Donate button. You know, it's not about, you know, giving these massive sums of money, although that's nice, that change the situation. But it's just it's the little things. And so for those of you that have listened for a long time, that have, that have listened to the various programs that we've had from Inspiration Sunday to the special programs that we do, the interviews that we've done in the past, to our, our regular programs, Consider donating to what we're doing. Click on the Donate button link on our website, MagellanShow.com, and help us grow and to be the beacon of, uh, that we, of life that we want to be. So I thank you for taking the time to listen to, to what I've shared. We're excited and we're committed, and we're going to continue on. Now, know this, that throughout all of these things that could get us down, know that as we 
dwell within the secret place of the Most High God, Psalm 91, that we will also that we also that we will also abide and dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. And we will confidently say as our testimony that that He is our rock, that He is our fortress, that He is our shelter, our God in Him will we trust. Let's not forget that. I'm not saying not to be. I'm not saying, you know, to 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 just you know give up and uh, and not do anything to not be proactive. No, but remember, you can prepare all you want, but the Lord is the one who guides your steps. He's a lamp into your feet, a light into your path. And unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers. Well, they work in vain. Thanks so much for listening to this uh, edition of the Magellan Show. This uh, November seventeenth edition, two thousand fifteen. Playback number is seven one two seven seven five seven zero three nine. Access code three two seven seven five six pound. We'll be back here on Thursday, November the nineteenth, eleven a.m. Eastern time, for another edition of the Magellan Show. Until then. God bless all of you. Have a great day. And for those of you that are uh, in areas where uh, you're getting some storms, be safe. Have a good one, my friends. God bless all of you. Magellan here, signing off for now. Bye-bye.